All right, we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Addicts in Recovery. Uh, this is Zach. I am broadcasting to you from the United Kingdom. Uh, Mike and Kevin are not able to make it this week, so I have been kind of taking the reins here to uh, try and get you guys something out this week because I don't want to leave anyone out there not having some, some type of podcast to listen to, um, especially for our regular listeners. We gratefully, gratefully appreciate everybody actually listening to our podcast, um, especially the regulars or even not the regulars, just just the people. Uh, we do this for you guys and hopefully you guys get something out of this. So last week's podcast was about, uh, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure on what it was about actually, coping mechanisms. But it was kind of a, it was kind of a, uh, just a check-in, and that's kind of something that I want to do. Um, I'm doing great right now. Uh, the recovery community is incredible in the UK, and life is going, I mean, life is going about as good as it can get. Uh, there are some rough patches, and there is some tough stuff that I have to get through, but all in all, uh, I'm doing really well, and there's a great community here that I've already gotten connected with, and I'm very grateful for that, uh, because the message of addiction and addiction recovery is is everywhere, and it doesn't just stop, you know, at our homes. It doesn't just stop in our state. It it goes, and it and it keeps going, uh, and it's all around the world. So, I just want to make sure that everybody knows um, that you're not alone. I mean, billions of people worldwide are all affected by this. So um, what I was going to talk about this week is traveling tips. So like Mike said last week, we had about a month of stockpiled podcasts so that we could, so that I could travel and kind of keep you guys uh, in the loop of our recovery stuff. But this week is the first time I have been back for probably about five weeks. And what I've been doing is I've been traveling. So I'm going to kind of give a rundown on some of the tips and some of the things that I did while traveling, because traveling is inevitable. If you want to go out and you want to see somewhere, you're going to have to travel, right? And unless you're just a homebody, which, you know, more power to you. I can't do that. But we have so many things to see in this world and we got to we got to find you know ways to get there and we got to do it without you know compromising ourselves so the first thing i want to talk about is that and then the second thing i want to talk about is holidays uh the holidays are coming up guys and we are right around the corner from christmas i mean walmart already has christmas decorations set up so it's coming and or even Thanksgiving, it's coming. And I kind of want to touch a little bit about where I'm at with those things, as well as what I've done to kind of navigate those things, because holidays are really big. And they require a lot of drinking and a lot of um, and a lot of using. And that's something that we need to kind of navigate around, right? Um, and so this is kind of what I am going to touch over today and see if I can't fill a little bit of time for you guys and maybe you guys can you know learn something along the way all right so let's start with traveling tips uh one of the 
of the many things that I initially encountered, um, and I was something I was fearful of right off the bat was knowing my limits, right? So there are so many things that come with traveling. Uh, people see this glamorous side of these beautiful places and this wonderful life and these beautiful things. And in reality, there's a lot of work that comes to it, especially if you're doing like a, a long-term thing. And so the first one that I want to talk about uh, with traveling tips is knowing I have to know my limits. Um, I can't overshoot myself. And basically what I'm saying when I when I say that is... I can't overdo it. Um, I can. So, and, and a lot of people think this um, with addiction. They think, oh, I have a weakness. I am less than because this person can go and do this thing. Let's say, for instance, they can take a 24-hour flight and then they can get up and they can continue on doing their thing and they don't have these self-destructive behaviors. Uh, but a lot of people, especially addicts, we have to be very careful on what we're doing and how far we're pushing ourselves because that makes us vulnerable. And when we're vulnerable, then we're in a point where we can relapse. And that's for me was something that I actually learned a lot is that I overshot myself thinking that I could do a lot more than I actually could. Um, I had to have backup plans for things. So for instance, I would go and I would go to these places and um, the people around me would be drinking because that's what they do. They don't have drinking problems like I do. And I would have to have this contingency plan, which is if I need to walk away, then that's what I'm going to do. And, and I lay that out on the table. I say, hey, if I get up and I walk away or I do, you know, something that removes me from this situation, it's because I have to. And don't take it personally. Don't think that I'm trying to leave. It's just something that I have to do to take care of myself. And that works. Uh, people will, especially if they if they care about you, they, they will respect that decision. Um, that really specifically goes for eating out. If you leave the country, uh, you're going to run into a lot of drinking because it's just what people do especially if you're in Europe um and something that I had to face is that's everywhere and which it is it is at home it is really anywhere but what can I do instead of being fixated on these on this alcohol what else can I you know drink and so I actually got into and so bougie of me uh sparkling water I'm not a big carbonated soda person. I'm not a carbonation person. So while everybody is is drinking, I treat myself to a soda or a sparkling water. And what that does is that helps me have something in my hand, um, something to kind of fix that idea that, oh, I need to drink with these people while well, I have my drink. And it's not mind-altering, and it's not going to ruin my life. Uh, the second thing that... It, I think is extremely important that people don't necessarily they don't think about is going with the right people. I went with a friend who knew knows full well that I'm in recovery and I've talked to her about it before. And I also went with my my girlfriend who knows I'm in recovery and who is a clinician, a, a therapist. 
and who works for or works with addicts in recovery. So the people that I went with, right off the bat, I knew I would be safe around. I knew they weren't going to let me drink. I knew I couldn't pull the wool over their eyes. I knew that if something happens, they would be there to support me and not to tear me down or give me this this idea that I can drink or it's all in my head or whatever it is that you know people say to justify for you to drink with them. So I am huge on that. Be open and honest with them. Be open and honest with them. How you're feeling that day. Be honest with yourself. How am I feeling this day? How am I handling this situation? I am I have crossed seven time zones and I'm in a foreign country I've never been to before and I'm tired and how how is that? And to be open about it so that you and everyone else knows exactly where where you're at, right? And that's that's something that I had to do. Actually, I didn't do very good at it at first. Um, it takes a solid level of awareness before you find that. But if you just keep looking, or I guess doing kind of a tenth step, uh, taking a personal inventory, uh, then you can do you can actually find that it, it gets easier. For me, going with people that I trust and respect my decisions is crucial. Because I, even though I have however however much time in recovery, I am always still an arm's length away from getting drunk or getting high. Uh, specifically drinking because it's everywhere when you travel. So I have to be constantly aware of and trusting of the people that I'm with. Um, they need to respect my decisions. And if they don't respect my decisions, I need to reevaluate who my friends actually are because I need people to support me and not help tear me down. The, the final thing that I have for, for this uh, people subject is find ways away from them. There are so many hours spent in a day with people that you travel with, especially if it's long term, because normal day-to-day stuff you're away from your significant other or you're away from your friends and you have your alone time but when you're traveling like that you don't um my my girlfriend kept saying we're we're spending 23 hours a day seven days a week and the only time that we're uh, not together is when one of us are in the bathroom and so we have to and even then that time started cutting into it i just want to throw that out there um but we need to find we need to define ways to kind of get away from each other for a little bit because even though uh, we are a really good team, sometimes we just have to we have to step away and we have to kind of have our own our own space and that's just a human thing. And if you can set that precedent of of saying right off the bat, say hey, sometimes I'm just gonna need to leave. And or I'm just going to need to have my alone time. I need to center myself. Um, it's also okay to recognize that your significant other is driving you crazy. That's okay. Um, you're probably going to drive the other person crazy, especially when you spend that much time with them or the other way around. And so getting time away is is really nice. Some of the, my 
favorite times that I had in Iceland is when I was able to to walk away from everything, walk away from my friend, the van we were living in, my girlfriend, and just take in what Iceland is, right? The beauty and the scenery and the sights, the smells, the the feeling. Uh, the, the, some of my favorite, favorite moments when I could just find that serenity, that centeredness. So it's very important to go, just to wrap this second one up, it's, it's very important to go with people that, that I trust. Uh, for me, it's very important for me to go with people that I trust, and it's very important f- uh, to find time away from them as well. Um, so I, that's one of my strong, strong recommendations. Uh, my third one is plan, plan the trip out. If I did not go with my girlfriend, who is planning above all planners, right, I would be left stranded, I would have been left in the dust, I would have been left anxious and nervous and all discombobulated because there's so much to planning a trip. Getting your flights booked, making sure that you can get from the airport to your hotel, booking your hotel, what kind of hotel do you have, where neighborhood is it in, all of these things add up. And they're all factors, right? I don't want to have a hotel that's sitting above a bar because at four in the morning, I'm going to hear these people, you know, outside drinking. And of course, it could potentially be a trigger or it cuts into uh, my self-care, which is my sleep, right? So I need to know all of these details. Uh, so spend time planning it out. Like, where am I going? Where am I going? And, and where's the recovery community? Every city I've been to has a meeting. It may not be the night that I'm there, but they have a meeting in that area. Recovery is everywhere, whether it's AA, NA, CA. Right now I'm in the UK, and there's an AA, an NA, and a CA meeting all within three miles of me. And there's multiple meetings a day. Um, what the time change is, that's another really big one. I did not realize how much a seven-hour time change was going to affect me until I went through it, Right? It messes with you. And what happens is when we get tired, it's just like the the acronym HALT, right? Don't do anything if you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. If I'm tired, that makes me vulnerable. It makes me cranky. It makes me irritable. Uh, It makes me, it it, it just leaves me in in this vulnerable state to where I could potentially say or do something really dumb or worst case scenario, end up getting loaded again. So I have to remember that what is the time change and how am I going to, to handle that, right? Uh, who am I going to call and where will I go if I need help? Who am I going to talk to? That's something to plan on. Uh, when I left, I made sure that my sponsor, my friends, my family were all going to be there to answer my calls. Uh, I have my, my old therapist on speed dial, right? Everything in my in my plan was there just in case if I got uh, if I got discombobulated or or messed up I could have somebody there to talk to and kind of get the stuff off of my chest uh, and I think the most important one of of all of this it's not the last one but it's one of the most important ones it is what will I do to stay calm. 
it is so easy. I'm a naturally anxious person. Uh, I get worked up very easily. I can get not necessarily angrily, but just 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 anxious. Uh, and you can tell kind of by my stutter that I get sometimes. I I have to go through these methods of calming myself down. Right. I need to go through the breathing process. I need to go through my my meditating meditative prayers i need to go through these things to help me get through those anxiety racking moments those nerve-wracking experiences i've been on several really sketchy planes uh because you we europe has so many cheap flights with these third-party flight providers and there are times where i have to you know in through the nose out through the mouth in through the nose, out through the mouth, and just breathe. Um, or there was one time that we couldn't find our Uber in an airport, and it was in the dumbest spot ever. And I came so close to just losing my shit, uh, and I had to stop, calm myself down, breathe. And uh, the final thing... Oh, sorry, I got two more things. One is um, just avoid at all costs... The final one, or the the my kind of send away. Avoid leaving yourself vulnerable as much as you can. Uh, make sure that you eat enough. Make sure that you sleep enough. Make sure you eat the right things. Make sure that you meditate and you take care of yourself. Because if you're not doing those things, you may be in the most beautiful place in the world. But guess what? You're not going to be paying attention to it because you're going to be in your head. Because that's exactly what I did from experience not four weeks ago. I did not take care of myself the first couple weeks. I didn't eat enough. I didn't sleep enough. I did not, did not meditate. And I was not eating the right things. I was not doing the right things. And it ended up, to me, kind of having a little bit of a breakdown that I'm in this extremely beautiful country and I can't even focus on it because I'm caught in my own shit. So really the send away with that one is to just make sure that I have to make sure that I'm not leaving myself vulnerable and that I'm continuing to take care of myself. Uh, And to top it all off, commit to it, follow through. I did all of these things, right? I came up with these lists. I, I planned the trip out. I committed to having people to call. I committed to meetings. I planned the trip around meetings. And the first two weeks, I did none of that. Why? I don't know why. Uh, Because I'm human, I guess. Um, But once I started recognizing that, oh my God, I'm I'm in this dry drunk, I'm not happy, I'm kind of miserable, I had to step my game up. And once I stepped my game up, I started feeling a lot better. Um, Even though I was traveling a lot, even though I was exerting all this energy, and even though I was dealing with these people on such an intimate basis, I was still able to make it through and survive happily. Not even survive, I'm sorry. Uh, I was surviving at that time. Now I'm, then I was thriving. And I can make it through focusing on, on what really matters and what that is was the moment and where I was at. So to wrap up this topic on traveling, I have four, four things, five things. First one is know your limits. Just remember to know your limits. It's not a weakness. It's actually a strength to know how far we can push ourselves and how far we can't. 
Okay, the second one is go with people you trust and you know. Um and find and find ways to be open and honest with them and even find time to get away with them or get away from them. Uh, the third one is plan out your trip accordingly. Plan it out. Like, seriously, give it some effort. Uh, the fourth one is avoid leaving yourself vulnerable. Uh, I had to face that one firsthand, and it's the worst experience. Um, especially when I can't see what's right in front of me because I'm too caught up in my own head. And the fifth one, finally, is actually put it to work. Do it. I mean, it's just like a, it's just like recovery in general, right? I can plan it out all I want, but if I don't do it, I'm not going to get any results. And it's just going to go backwards. And take it from somebody who did it firsthand, it's, it has to be put into play. Now, holidays. Let's talk holidays. Uh, holidays are really hard to get through, especially in early recovery. It, I mean, when I was first, my first Christmas without drinking and without using, I was hyper aware of who was drinking, who was drunk, when they were using, uh, all of these, all of these things, where the booze were kept, how am I going to make it through? Just, just loaded with fear and with a lot of guilt because a lot of my trauma from drinking and using came from the holidays. There are several holidays that everyone in my family is well aware of that I had a giant part in creating some type of catastrophe or family problem. And to me at that time, it was just everybody sucked, right? Uh, but in reality, what, what it was is I was drunk and I was using and I was doing all these things. And so getting through the holidays is is really tough for me uh, early on. And so I've kind of come up with this list of things that I have done to, to make it through. The first one is got to keep up. And this is just like what I was saying in the traveling spot or traveling portion, right? Keep up with self-care. I have to keep up with self-care. The first thing I put in front of my recovery is the second thing I'm going to lose, right? So if I have a meeting that I need to get to or a family dinner, I can always either go to the family dinner first, then go to the meeting or go to the meeting first and then go to the family dinner. But I have to make that meeting a priority because if I don't make my recovery a priority or whatever my recovery looks like, if I don't make that a priority, then I, my chances of losing the gifts that I've been given, like contact with my family, I lose those opportunities exponentially, especially if I actually, actually go out because then I'm not going to have a family to go to, right? So I have to put them first I ha or that first. I have to put the meetings first, my recovery, my personal growth. Uh, the second thing that I have and which is really, really hard, especially in early recovery. And I'm going to throw it out there and people are going to be like, what the fuck? Uh, but it's, it's live in the moment. There were so many Christmases that I spent before my first Christmas in recovery high and loaded and outside of, of actual existence right? I, I was not actually there. And to go 
from that to a Christmas where my family wanted me there. They were so proud of me because I, I, I was able to stick it through and I was able to work a program. They wanted me in their lives. They wanted me around. I was able to watch my family open presents and I was able to be a part of that. I was able to give gifts and not just take everything away from them. I was able to watch my nieces and nephews open presents and be so excited and have just this great time that I remember I used to have when I was a kid. Live in the moment. I know it's hard and it's going to be tough, but if we can take in, even if we can take in 10 seconds of every hour that we're living, it's so much more than what we used to get because that's really all, I believe that's really all that we have is this moment. I think that the past has already happened, it's over with, and the future is make-believe. What I have right now is this moment. And then the third one is, and these are just my, my first three. I got several more, but my first one or my third one is enjoy yourself. It's okay to turn on the radio and to jam jingle bells as much as you want, right? It's okay to do that. And it's okay to have a good time and it's okay. It's all right to have fun. You're having fun doesn't mean we're going to relapse and having fun doesn't mean that we're going to get in trouble or that we need to be afraid of it. Uh, having fun is the reason, one of the main reasons why I got clean was to have a good time. And so holidays are huge. I want to have a good time. If I'm going to eat an entire pumpkin pie, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to eat an entire pumpkin pie and I'm not going to hate myself for it. I'm not going to give myself crap for, well, you've broken your diet or whatever else it may be. I mean, it's not like I really have a diet anyway, but I'm going to enjoy myself. And so those three are, are my top three. I have another, th another three or four that are a little more in depth, right? The, the fourth one is know your self-worth. I need to know my self-worth. And what that means is I know that when I was drinking and that when I was using, I was uh, very hard on my family. I was very hard on myself. I was very hard. And I did a lot of really, really fucked up things. And for me to go to a holiday event and say anything about anybody drinking or using like, what right do I have, right? Well, here's the thing. As a human, as a human being, I may have made mistakes, right? And my addiction may have led me to do things that I probably shouldn't have done. Uh, but as a human, though, and as somebody who's trying to correct themselves, I have a right to say, I don't want to be around that. I can't, or even, even better, I can't be around that because what it does is it makes me sick. And it puts me in this position to where I could go back to the disease that I was once just once plagued with. And so I've got to know my self-worth. I've got to be able to go up and say, you know what? I just, I can't deal with all this drinking. I need to go somewhere. I need to go somewhere else. I need to go to a meeting. Uh, the first day, my first day out of rehab, my family had a welcome home party. You know, yay, welcome home from rehab, Zach. And I left that party, the party that was for me, I left it so that I could go to a meeting, right? Because that's what it takes to be successful is I need to set those things aside and I need to 
I need to work on me and I need to know that I have the self-worth to do that. Because if I didn't have that kind of self-worth when when that day came, I would have felt really bad. I'd have been like, oh, these guys are a party for me. I have to stay. You know what? I'll go to a meeting tomorrow or I'll go take care of myself tomorrow. And we only have so many days and then we're only given so many tomorrows if we get a tomorrow. So know, know your limits because that was one of the things that I had to learn uh, or not my limits, sorry, know my self-worth. I had to know that to make it through the holidays successfully. The fifth one is knowing my limits. Now, I know I talked about this earlier. I know that I said this before. It's not a weakness to know that I can't handle people drinking around me. It's not a weakness to know that I'm not very kind to people who are drunk. It's not a weakness to know that I cannot go through all of the stress and the bullshit that an, that an average person can go through uh, without doing something to destroy myself, right? That's not a weakness. I, I hate it when people say that. Oh, I'm an addict. I'm weak. That's bullshit. I'm an addict and I know exactly how far I can go to live a constructive life. That's a strength. It is such a strength. And that is something that I had to tell myself over and over again. What are my limits? How long can I handle this? Can I handle this? Should I even be handling this? Should I put myself at dinner with my entire family who's drunk? Or could I go to a different party with friends that I know are sober? Yeah, it's not my family that I'm with. However, it's people that I know I'm safe around. And that that really is, is so important uh, in navigating the holidays. And my last one... Um, my, my kind of my last suggestion, uh, number six is never go alone. And what I mean by that is obviously we're not going to be spending the holidays alone. If you are find someone to spend them with, uh, unless it's your thing, you know, if you like spending your holidays alone, that's awesome. Good for you. Uh, but I'm, I'm saying never go to these parties alone. I had the luxury of one of my parents who doesn't drink and, several of my family members who don't drink. And so I could stay around them at these parties and I could stay safe, right? Um, or I could distract myself with them or we could go do something else. Uh, there were so many nights where my some of my family members were drinking and they were just hanging around a table. And then my, me and my other family members would go out and go do something else to kind of distract ourselves or just to have, just to have fun. And, and so never go to these parties alone. I never walk into a party knowing full well that there's going to be drinking and not have some type of contingency plan, right? I've got to know, I've got to know myself well enough to know what am I going to do and, and who am I going to bring, right? Who's going to be there to help me? And if I can't bring people, okay, who am I going to call? Uh, am I going to call my sponsor? Do I have my sponsor on speed dial? Do I have my friends who are in recovery? Are they on speed dial? I mean, like I said before, <laughs> my therapist is on speed dial, right? I could call anyone and just get it out. I know they say that the phone weighs 10,000 pounds or whatever when it's in your hand, but all you got to do is call them and say, oh, hey, I was just calling to say Merry Christmas or something like that. And then you could run the, na the narrative, right? It doesn't have to be, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. You know, I'm weak and I can't handle this. You just call and say, hey, Merry Christmas. And guess what they're going to ask? How are you doing? 
And from there, it just sets the it sets the bar, right? And so the the final portion of this is or of this last one is tell people in advance. If I can't bring anyone and say I'm in a cabin in the wilderness and it's snowing and whatever else it may be, I can tell these people in advance so that when I do get into service or when I do get back to a meeting or if I don't show up to a meeting, I have people looking out for me. Because like it or not, I am worth being looked out for. And I am worth being cared about. And I am worth living a good life. And that right there is why I would tell people in advance because that way I know that I, I am taken care of, right? And it's amazing the, the, the lengths that people go if, uh, if we don't show up to meetings. If we make our presence known and then we disappear, people care. Uh, I don't know how many times I've been to meetings and I see somebody go in and they're all fucked up, right? And then they keep coming back for a couple of weeks and then they they get better and there's the light in their eyes and they start getting things and they just disappear. Well, people are still wondering where they went. I still wonder where they went. Are they even alive anymore? I don't know. And so that's something to really throw out is is – Tell people in advance what's happening. What, what am I getting myself into? What should I do? Give me some advice because I don't know what I'm going to, I don't know what I'm facing. Um, so to recap the holidays, one, keep up with your self-care. It's so easy. It's just little, little steps, right? Little steps to just make sure that foundation stays strong. Uh, two, live in the moment. Enjoy it. Enjoy Christmas. Enjoy living with your loved ones, the people care, the people you care about, and the people that care about you. Uh, and three, really enjoy yourself. Enjoy being the fact that you're sober for a holiday, and it's great. And you hate the fact that you love Christmas music, but you're in a jam Christmas music anyway, right? Uh, and then some some maintenance stuff. Four, know your self worth. Know that you can say, I don't want to be around that. Know that you can be a person who has some type of dignity. Uh, five, know your limits. Again, know your limits. I know, Zach, you've said it seven times now. Know your limits. And I'll say it another time. Know your limits. Uh, being aware of ourselves is going to get us so much farther than just kind of jumping into things, right? And then the last thing, never go alone. Always go to a party with some type of contingency plan, even if it's with your family. If there's booze, if there's drugs, whatever there may be, any type of vices that you may have in that, in that setting, let someone know, have someone on speed dial, or best case scenario, bring someone that you trust with you. All right, so... You guys have been listening to me talk for way longer than you ever have to listen to me talk. So I'm going to end it uh, right about now. I just I want everybody to to know traveling is not worth being scared over just as long as you prepare for it. And the holidays aren't worth fearing either just as long as we prepare for it. I am really grateful to be able to bring you guys this podcast. Uh, it's phenomenal that I am able to be a part of other people's lives and I'm able to help out. Uh, if you guys ever need anything, you want to talk about something, uh, any type of different subjects, or if you want us to talk about 
whatever you might have on your mind or concerns or what it's like, uh, please give us a shout out on Instagram. It's uh, Addicts in Recovery, at Addicts in Recovery. Uh, you can find us. Just throw us in your search bar. Look for our big red logo. You can't miss it. Um, other than that, I, I really hope that everybody has uh, stay safe out there, and hopefully we can catch you guys together next week.